This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Well, hello, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening. Welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast episode 112. Wow. Uh, I am your host, Tim Richter, and joining me are my co-host, Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis. Hey, you got it. <laughs> I couldn't well, have read that know, better myself. You, you, know, you know, the thing is, Peter, I, I always used to joke with you and call you Peter Nickelodeon, so I had to stop for a minute. <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember, but in early episodes of the show, um, our narrator who did the, the, the introduction would always pause at my name it's like you know with this is blurring the lines here with adam bell and peter nicolaitis and it always felt to me like he was like don't screw it up don't screw it up no no for for, for, for me it was trouble because i would say peter nickel okay i gotta say it the right way all right that's all right i you know for friends we we forgive that sort of trespass So, yeah, for our regular listeners, uh, you, well, for our longtime listeners, you may remember Tim Richter, but for uh, new folks who don't get it, Tim's a friend of mine and Adam's uh, also in uh, IT services, and uh, we like to have him on every now and then, sometimes more regularly than others, but it's been, uh, I think, a year or two now at this point. I don't remember. So, um, Tim, welcome. Um, Thank can you. you give like a 30-second snapshot bio? Who you are, what you do these days? Someone's uh, curious. I, I'm just, I know at least one of our listeners must. He, know. I know he spends a lot of time bailing up money behind his house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to tell him where it's buried. No, bailing it. Oh, like, bailing it. Bailing yes, it, you know, yes, just yes. counting it and uh, assembling it into blocks that, that, of where you could do that's, something that's, with that's, it. That's, that's the joke. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, the my name is Tim Richter. I uh, live in North Carolina. I uh, co-founded an MSP IT computer firm and I uh, have been doing that for 27 years. And uh, our core... We are uh, going and uh, going strong and mainly focusing medical, legal, small business. All right. Uh, that's about it. Okay. And uh, I've, I, I know these two yahoos for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> well, welcome back. Hey, on that note, Yahoo. I heard that uh, Yahoo uh, or Verizon is, is launching a Yahoo mobile phone line now, a phone service. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, so after they oath Verizon, mm-hmm. Yahoo, whatever merger thing yeah. just came about, that's the first thing to come out now with Yahoo. And it'll include, I think, if I remember correctly, unlimited data and Yahoo Mail Professional. Wow. Yeah. I may jump on that. Yeah, I, really, I, I was thinking. I, like, I, I, I really like the spam. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to drop. Not, not the spam product. filter, but the spam. Not the spam, yes. yes exactly. <laughs> oh, when I need to like retrain a filter or something, I always go into my um, email marketing sample folder, uh, which uh, I keep on Yahoo. In fact, I have an entire account on Yahoo dedicated to that. 
Yeah, I've, I've, I, I used to, I, I've got a couple of accounts and I used to keep my, whenever I made online purchases, I'd use a Yahoo account because I'm going to get spam at it anyway. <laughs> so on that note, um, recently Apple it, um, offers, started offering um, throwaway, you know, disposable addresses. So if you sign in with, you know, a third-party authenticator on the Apple App Store, the iPhone, uh, iPhone App Store, you have to be able to sign in with Apple as an option. And if they do that, they will anonymize your email. So whoever you're signing into doesn't actually get, they give you like a generic randomized Apple uh, email address that then forwards to your real address. And I was playing with that for a while and it was kind of nice until I wanted to log in on like uh -huh. Windows laptop mm -hmm. and there's no way to do that because I wanted to show like I, I logged in with Zillow because I've been pro property shopping for my next place and uh, I wanted to show my girlfriend on my laptop and I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I went back to something which I had not been doing for some time and uh, since I do run my own mail server, I just wrote myself a little uh, bash script called spam magnet. And uh, the syntax is spam magnet um, uh, comment. And the comment would be something like Zillow or TripAdvisor or insert name of vendor to whom you don't want to give your real email address here. <laughs> and all it does is it sets that up as an alias to my real email address. And at the first sign of spam from anyone, I don't even bother unsubscribing. I just delete that alias. You so, <laughs> you know, it, but this way I can log in to other websites with it and other devices besides just my Apple stuff. And since right now my only functioning Apple device is my iPhone, that's a lot of other stuff. Why you only yeah. have one functioning Apple device? Are you moving away from Apple? Uh, well, uh, you weren't around last year when I asked Adam and friend of the show, Scott Wilsey, to hold me accountable and not buy any new Apple devices until 2020. And um, then uh, I went through some career, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say turmoil, but definitely changes and uh, decided that, you know, I was going to be fiscally responsible and not spend anything on a new MacBook just yet. Um, as it happens, I'm using a few older machines, but I'm, I'm making up for the fact that they're older by the fact that there are three of them. So I've got two older Microsoft Surfaces and a, uh, an older HP desktop, and frankly, they're fitting my needs just fine. Yeah. Um, my old MacBook Air is a 2013 model. And it was getting to the point of really being useless. I mean, it was everything I tried to do on it was just taking way too long. So That's I really, interesting. I really wanted yeah. to replace it, but yeah. just couldn't bring myself to it. I recently replaced both my home and my uh, office desktops with an Intel Nook. Mm -hmm. And uh, very, very happy with it, even though I have a 32-inch monitor at both places, runs it fine, beautiful. Yeah. I, you know, what I've been finding for a laptop is I barely ever use a laptop, but when I do, I've got a Chromebook. And yeah. I've, I've, been, I've been just really happy with it. So I also have a Chromebook. I bought it about a year ago um, yeah. for my uh, trip to Germany. 
Yeah, I, I, I bought one for a trip to Costa Rica, and it, there you it go. Just, yeah. But uh-huh. I don't know. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a super expensive one or anything no, like that. A couple hundred but, bucks. Yeah. yeah, but um, it definitely. I mean, like for a single task, like opening up a web page or checking Gmail or logging into my ticketing system, it's fine. When I start multitasking, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, but 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 are you really doing multitasking when you're away from your office are you doing that a lot and what i found is i'm not uh, i do for me for me personally i you know if i'm away from my if i'm away from my home or my office uh i'm usually either on a sales call or on a tech call of some type mm-hmm. so uh or i'm traveling and yep. if i'm traveling you, you know i i can i can use um well, it's called ConnectWise Control now, but I can use Screen Connect on it. I can get into my ticketing system on it. I can I get into my email on it with a, a, an Outlook-esque version. You know, I've got things like that. So it really, you know, I'm, I've, I've got the basics covered. Yep. Uh, so I'm not doing, you know, plus I can, plus I can write things on Word. You know, you see, that's the thing is the the word online, the the word version I find really frustrating. Uh, I, I'm, Mm -hmm. I always bump up against some kind of limitation on word. I'm, I'm, I'm remote desktoping into my, one of my two, (laughs) one of my two. So, cause I've got, I've got the screen connect remote stuff on both my office and my home. So 90% of what I do is I connect up to those and work off those. That's way more tolerable. I'm sure. So, so again, again, I, I just, I found that that was my, cause I've, I've had so many, I mean, I've got like three or four laptops just sitting at home, yep. you know, I, that just, but yeah, I just, I, I decided my la- my last, well, I was going to say, I, I recently bought an iPad. I, uh, I decided that I'm getting old. So I bought one of the, you know, larger iPads. Um, Pro? Yeah. Mm-hmm the 12.9 or whatever inch, the 12 inch. Uh, so, cause I, then I wasn't turning, I, I could make myself believe that I wasn't, you know, getting old. Keep that up. For people, for people that don't realize I am the oldest person on this podcast, not by much, but <laughs> oh, I, I think everybody knows that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Peter, Peter Pete, you, you know, we don't, we don't have video going here, but Peter looks the oldest. We, we oh no, we have video. video. We're recording we're, video. We're recording. Oh, we are. We are. I didn't. I didn't realize that we were recording video. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, everyone, yeah. everyone can see it just fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so keep your shirt on the whole time. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I, I was, I was, I was a little worried about that. You know, I was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was I, I, I was gonna go naked, but you know, that's <laughs> just keep your pants on. So, All right. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't see my pants. Uh-huh. That, that, there you go. <laughs> so, so real quick, I'm that you guys don't know what to do next. <laughs> so real quick about the Intel NUC, I'm kind of surprised because I, uh, I mean, I've been I've been a real advocate of the NUC, yeah. and mm-hmm. so I've got That's one. Reason so I looked I w- into it. Okay. So on I the rec- on the recommendation of Adam Bell. So it's Adam Sublime Bell. Sublime Computer Services. <laughs> so the 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 thing that was bothering me is the mm-hmm. constant fan noise of my custom built computer, which had been running fine for the last ten years because I'd keep replacing the motherboard and keep upgrading the operating system, but it was still running fine and noisy. And then I listened to uh, Linus Torvald talking about some things. And he was, he was like, you know, the most important thing to me 
it is working on my computers and I just don't want to hear them. I just want to work and I don't want to hear him. And it's like, that drives me nuts too. <laughs> <laughs> well, for, for, something for, in common with Linus. Yeah. There you go. There you go. For, for me, uh, I got, I got one at work, uh, based actually on your recommendation, Adam. And, um, and I said, Hey, this is really cool because at home, mine is a heat problem. In, in my little home office area, uh, you know, my, my office at work, which I'm in right now, is, is, is larger, actually, than my home office, uh, you know, room at home. And uh, the, it was always pumping out so much heat. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it really, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, someone who, uh, you know, that I'm married to, uh, my wife seems to have a problem with it. Uh, and so, you know, she's always like, why is it so warm in here? So, uh, you know, wherever she goes in there. So, I, you know, I replace it with this. No heat problem. See, I mean, if you lived heat, up in the Northeast, that could be a, an asset. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I actually, when I was doing a little bit, Bitcoin mining uh, years ago, I, I used to, uh, then, then I had no complaints from her uh, when I took and had two Bitcoin machines actually in the bedroom running because it kept the bedroom hot at night warm at night so and our uh, while our electricity bill raised our heat bill went way down i'm gonna resist the comment (laughs) (laughs) go go ahead go ahead no 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 i don't i don't want to go 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 ahead and resist hit that hit that that mental mute there uh i'd have to hit the beep button and i don't want to do this Oh yeah. Okay, guys. I, 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 you know. So, so I do. I do need uh, Bitcoin machines to amp up the heat in the bedroom. Apparently, is, and is, he went there <laughs> <laughs> so that I didn't have to. There you go. There you go. I, I figured it'd be better for me to say it in case she ever hears this than for you guys too. Well, if your wife's like mine, uh, she has no interest in listening to me on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not where I thought you were going with that about your wife having no interest. I just, <laughs> oh dear goodness gracious, we're going downhill fast. Hey, why okay, don't so, right. so, so are, are, are we, are we moving topic. on? <laughs> the headlines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, real quick on my MacBook Pro display swap, I thought I found the recipe. It, they must update it. I updated it. They must have uh, released a patch because it's insane. It's gone crazy again. I couldn't even get it off of one monitor. So, whatever. Uh-huh. First world problem. I get yeah. over it. Well, my tech rant is that uh, for the second time this week while I was out on a run, my Apple Watch incorrectly thought that its battery level was down at 10%. Uh-huh. And when you're in the middle of a workout, uh, it says like, oh, oh no, panic. You want to go into power reserve mode? And then it shuts down and I have to like, you know, hit both buttons to do a hard reset on, or a reboot or whatnot. And then it restarts again. Hey, that's got that 85%. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. The battery level does not change. It shows 10%. But I said, no, don't do power reserve. Yes, resume my workout. And it worked just fine. Now, this happened once on version 6.1.2. Coincidentally, the next day, I received uh, watchOS 6.1.3. And it had not happened again since then. But it happened again yesterday. So I called and logged a ticket yesterday. Amazingly enough, I had no trouble getting an appointment with an Apple genius today. Walked right in. There were like four people in the store. 
<laughs> and um, handed them my watch. They ran diagnostics. They were like, yep, we have to send it in for service. So I'm riding without an Apple watch on my wrist for the first time in a long time. I definitely, well, my wrist feels naked. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's my tech rant. You know, it's like, ah, oh, darn it. So I have to send it in. There's no advanced swap or whatnot. They couldn't find anything wrong with it. The last time that remote diagnostics failed to find anything wrong was uh, Monday when I took my Tesla in for service. <laughs> so every now and then my Tesla um, from the app, I try to start heat or AC, start climate, and it just does not start. So I asked Tesla and because there's no other way to get in touch with Tesla other than scheduling a service appointment, I had to schedule an appointment to take it in. They said, we can't diagnose this remotely. You do have to bring it in. And no, we're not going to send a tech out to your house. You have to bring it to us. Okay, good, great. Thanks. Great. Good customer service there. Go for the bronze. <laughs> so, um, so I brought it in on uh, Monday and they looked at it and they said, oh, yep, we confirmed there's nothing wrong with it, but there is a known bug and it's set to be fixed in version 2020 dot something, something, something. So and how does that equal there's nothing wrong with it? Well, there's nothing wrong with physically with the hardware of my car. Oh, okay. There is a software fix pending. Okay. To which, to which I said, so this is a known bug. You could have told me that ahead of time and given me, I don't know, the option to not bring the car in <laughs> until the software update was released to see if it fixed the problem. <laughs> But no, I had to drive there to find out that, yes, it's a known problem. And but it would have been cheaper for them, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> they wouldn't have had to deal. Well, they wouldn't have to deal with a service, pay the service guy back. Uh, you know. uh -huh. Oh, yeah. This diagnostic says this is version XYZ. Uh -huh. XYZ has this problem. Hey, dude, don't bring this in. We, we know. We know. Yeah. Or, you know, like, wait until the next update, and if it then, if it still happens, then bring it in. <laughs> yeah. Ay, 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 ay. So, anybody <laughs> looked at the stock market lately? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a good time to buy. It is. I wish I hadn't bought just last week when I also thought it was a good time to buy. <laughs> I thought it was a good time to buy, but this week is a better time to it's buy. It's a much better and, time and, to and, buy. And you guys, next week will be an even better time to buy. Probably hmm. will. Here's my thought. I had forgotten one thing, though. My hope was that I, was, I own two properties right now. I've been pairing back a lot. So I'm down to one residence and one rental property, both in Massachusetts. I really want to unload the rental property. And I was hoping to do that within the five-year time span so as to write off, you know, like a quarter million dollars of capital gains. Not that I expect to have a quarter million dollars of capital gains, but whatever I do, I want to write them off. Yeah. So my hope was to sell it this year because that window is closing. Something tells me that's not going to happen. <laughs> So, but then I did have to remind myself just last night that I do have enough equity in my home and I've got enough income that I can't afford to buy. So I'm fully expecting that this COVID-19 is probably exactly the shot in the arm that the recession needed to really get going into full swing. And uh, yeah, I think next week will be a time to buy and uh, maybe in a month or so, Maybe two will be a real good time to buy real estate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, maybe my, uh, my next property might be a little uh, further. Well, uh, 
longitudinally speaking, closer to you guys. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, you, you'll be southern eventually. I'm eyeballing yeah. places down south, so, but closer <laughs> hey, to uh, Walter White's uh, region there. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, but so the, you know, Arizona, the west, they have their own drawl, so you can, you'll be slightly different. See, uh, I'll, I'll still be drawling. <laughs> well, I, well, I say stuff like y'all. Is that y'all, or is that you guys, or is it, or is it you I, all? I, I still don't say y'all. I say you guys. Um, I mean, that's just it, it. Just feels better to me. Y'all guys? No, you guys. Y- I just say you, you guys. You all guys? No, you all guys. you guys. Nope, just you, you guys. guys all. <laughs> but one thing they do say a lot here is all y'all. All y'all, there we all go. All y'all, <laughs> all y'all, shut up. All y'all, shut up and listen to Adam talk. So, <laughs> oh brother. Well, um, so yeah, so stock market's tanking. Um, Peter's hoping to buy stuff. Um, Adam, why don't you why don't you tag for a bit, and then I'll get back onto my rant again. Yeah, well, and so last week we didn't record because I was uh, serving help helping clean up at the tornado. So Nashville had a tornado run through. So, I mean, I mean, it's like we're reading the Bible here. We got earthquakes and storms and disease and locusts. No, no locusts. Uh, okay. But so, so we had the tornado come through and it, it was really, uh, of course, tragic because there were there were an unusually high amount of lives lost i think it was 26 which surprisingly tornadoes don't typically have that many fatalities despite mm-hmm. the power that they have but this one this one did and it was even in the very similar situ- you know uh cir- circumstances where it's at the nighttime and the least amount of people are out and at work because I looked at a warehouse in Mount Juliet. It was a, a near Amazon warehouse. And it was, I don't know how many million square feet. And it was flat. Like there were two corners standing and a concrete slab was all that was left. And then they pan out and you see all the metal all around them in the trees. I mean, if there had been people working in that warehouse, they would have been shred just by the, the metal. So, so the, so the, while the fatality count was really high, uh, it was really low as far as, you know, as it could have been. So, so what, what do you suppose that is? Is it just because we have enough notice nowadays, you know, of like tornado sirens and things or like, well, why, why do you think more people don't well, it happen to happen in the middle of the night? Yeah, and and if, if it would have been are, during the day, yeah, yeah, where we are, it's rare because we've we've kind of got a pattern, an, an irregular pattern of storms, and the way that our storms fall, we don't get a lot of our storms during the day. Most of them are in the night because they actually come from from Tim on the coast, over the mountains and across the plateau to us in the valley, and. Uh, it just takes it till nighttime. Now that's not a rule, but generally speaking, the tornado, I mean, cause I, the last tornado that I was in in 99 or 98, I was in downtown and it came through at like two, two o'clock in the afternoon, which was really rare, but most of our storms happen at night. Mm. Yeesh. 
Yeah. Well, one thing that was like I said, the it was tragic, but it was really cool. I mean, as far as the people who came out to help, you know, I went on Friday, which was it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I was four days after the well, three days after the tornado went through, and we were in this neighborhood, and just the whole. Uh, Friday and Saturday was booked by churches there to serve in whatever way that it was primarily cleanup because it was just so much cleanup. So that was really cool. The uh, one of the things that was from my industry, uh, Windstream was down and they were down hard in a way because the TVA towers went down. The TVA is our Tennessee Valley Authority. Uh, the big electrical towers that, you know, you know 50, 100 feet off the ground. So the big A-frame. So mm -hmm. a couple of those were knocked down. Well, the fiber infrastructure also runs in those. Huh. So that, I mean, that was a big deal. And, you know, we had a lot of Nashville businesses that had no phones. Fortunately, the internet was uh, solid, but the phones were were down. So the internet's because, coming over different cables. Yeah, uh, uh, under over different cables, and so Windstream's a big player here, and their I don't understand their infrastructure and why it was this way, but their voice over IP infrastructure was completely compromised. So it couldn't, they couldn't even forward phones. Uh, because of the infrastructure, they couldn't log into whatever they needed to log into to forward phones. So I was like, hmm, that is a design, an engineering design flaw because yeah. the, the cloud PBX is uh, supposed to be the answer to, to exactly that. <laughs> but this is what happens when you start mixing networks and your critical infrastructure goes on to your generic IT infrastructure and. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden, gu guaranteed quality of service, but but it's cheaper if we do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or as as uh, as my friend Josh once said, but doing it this way is so much more expensive. <laughs> yeah. So what they're doing now, which is cool, and I'd actually like to see it, but I don't think there's any way I can go see it, is they're they're raising up the lines and they're raising the fiber. They've put new. Um, towers up, but they're using helicopters to actually pull the cables up off the ground to mount them. I th that would be really cool to see. Wow. Know, um, some big cables. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I, I mean, how else would they get them up there? I mean, but, but yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see, but they're going to have part of the interstate closed down to get those cables back how, up. How tall are they? How tall are these towers? Uh, I would say the, you know, so it's a multi-tiered kind of thing. It looks mm -hmm. like, it, you know, two or, you know, probably like a Christmas tree. They're probably 150 feet off the ground. You can get cranes that high, can't they? Well, you can, but you got to get them out there. You got to get a crane uh, out there. Yeah, exactly. So. You got to get a crane out there and then you got to get them to be able to lift it mm -hmm. off of the ground. Yeah. So I guess it's, I think it's the fastest way. Mm -hmm. to get them up because when they, when they, when they placed them initially, I don't think they used helicopters for that. I think they probably used cranes because it was a scheduled and they probably moved them down, you know, just move, move, move. Yeah. Yep. So, so I think this is the emergency response. Cool. But anyway, so yeah. 
Well, I'm glad that things are coming back and you know, yeah. So that this helps with all of our, uh, you know, our economy. Oh, and, and to help our economy, I, <laughs> what I, I meant to say when, uh, so the Tesla Cybertruck is probably going to be manufactured in Nashville. Yay, MAGA! <laughs> so, you, so you may have to come all the way to Nashville for service in your vehicle if that becomes like a major hub. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> you know, it's not the worst thing that could happen, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, speaking about like keeping the economy moving. So last night I went out to just pick up a few things like, you know, I wanted toilet paper. Uh, paper. Actually have plenty of toilet paper. Um, (laughs) Hand sanitizer. uh, No, I have soap. soap. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Soap. Um, But I do actually, I do have a small, it's, you know, diminishing supply of hand sanitizer, but I do have some. And, um, you know, I've been carrying it in the car and using it a little more, you know, judiciously now. Like anytime I get into the car, first thing I do is sanitize. Um, I did, well, we're going to talk about that in a minute though. So before we, before we go there though, let's uh, (laughs) transition just to wrap up, um, like, you know, stuff from last week or old business. Um, so we were supposed to make the big announcement on Friday of my accomplishment, but you know, Mother Nature decided to interfere with us. <laughs> oh, well, before you do that, I, yes. uh, I, I ran 3,000 meters today. Woohoo! <laughs> That's and a then, Yeah, and then how many did you run? <laughs> well, yesterday I ran five miles. <laughs> yeah. The day before I did uh, 10K. Uh-huh. <laughs> and last week, I ran the equivalent from uh, Kifisia to Athens. Nice. And That's- Kifisia, if you don't know your Greek geography, is exactly halfway between Athens and Marathon. And if you don't know your history, that is the <laughs> distance that the messenger ran from the battle with the Greeks against the Persians from Marathon to Athens to declare, we're victorious, and then he promptly died. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, he, should, he should have trained before he ran to Marathon. <laughs> or, or maybe not fought in a war and depleted himself before running all the way home, right? So, um, so yeah, I ran my, uh, I ran, you know, I, it wasn't like part of a race or anything. I just ran it. Mm-hmm. And um, my plan at the time was to just keep going. And my intention was to go on and I was going to be running like 14 and a half miles two days later. Because I, uh-huh. I did 10 miles, a couple days later I did 11, a couple days more like 12, 13. And I was beat. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so since then I've done up to 10K or six and a quarter miles or so. and. Mm-hmm. I'm good there. I'm going to, I'm just going to hang there for a little bit. Keep pumping those out regularly. Cool. Uh, what I had been doing was yoga once or twice, sometimes even three classes per day. And, uh, you know, now that I'm in this lull period before I start my new contract with the hospital again, and, uh, I was enjoying that, but then I was just talking to the owner of the yoga studio. And again, this will get us into our next conversation. Um, the uh, studio at which one of the two studios that I teach at regularly has just decided to close for two weeks. Uh, for the, from for fears of our main topic, which is COVID nineteen coronavirus. Yay! Hey, nice segue there, right? <laughs> there you go. 
but everything is all related to this. So we were talking about the economy and keeping things moving, et cetera. So last night I went out to get some beer. <laughs> like some, X-Lax, got to keep everything moving. Got to keep everything going, <laughs> keep it fluid. Uh, so I uh, went out to the uh, to the store. Noticed that Omegang uh, Wit is uh, available again, so I picked up a six pack of that. Waited in line for like half an hour just to you know get to the checkout, etc. And uh, you know they were saying, "Oh, no more gatherings of 250 people." And the the guy, the clerk at the uh, checkout line was like, "There's 250 people in this line." <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Tim, I don't know if you heard, but Massachusetts uh, last earlier this week, they declared a state of emergency. And in my home state of Vermont, there are more cases springing. So we're, you know, in this community uh, uh, transition, transmission phase. All kinds of rumors are flying out there, which is always great to keep people's nerves calm. Yeah. but, uh, you know, people are talking about quarantine and all kinds of other fun things. And I'm trying not to panic. Well, I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job not to panic. I'm trying not to feed the flames, but also trying to tell people to, you know, be reasonable and do things that you should, frankly, have been doing all along. Yeah. Like, you know, wash your hands <laughs> regularly. and or, or at least after you pee. Yeah. I I can't tell you the number of times I've been in a public restroom and I see people walk from a stall right out the door. I'm like, do you, do you ever shake hands with anybody in the bathroom? Hell no. (laughs) No, I never do. Even, even if we just washed hands, I'm like, I don't shake hands in the bathroom. No, especially (laughs) not if you've just washed hands because chances are that their hands are probably still wet because they're drying them sufficiently. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my hands are usually wet too because the towels are like, it's just like rubbing the water around. It doesn't actually absorb yeah, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so before we get too deep into, uh, you know, some of the stuff, like one of the things that um, I, I did read and we'll have a uh, link in the show notes is a book. Um, it costs a whole $1 or 90, doesn't even cost a whole dollar, but maybe after tax, but it's 99 cents on Amazon and it's called the Sane Prepper. Emphasis on Sane. And, you know, like Prepper has this connotation right now, and it's easy for people to just write this off. But it's a book of like, hey, here are some practical things you should probably be doing. There you go. To Exactly. Exactly. Thanks. That Adam's holding up a book on how to survive. Was it how to survive how to, the end of the world? End of the world as we know it. <laughs> Survivalblog.com. So I'm talking to people, and they're going from yesterday and two days ago to like, this is all out of proportion. Why are we doing this? This seems ridiculous to today. I hear, I think I'm starting to panic. And what I was saying now for the last several days is I'm not worried about coronavirus. Statistically speaking, say, you know, in my age demographics, I'm relatively healthy. Coronavirus has a very low likelihood of permanently sidelining me. Yes. I am concerned about transmitting it. I don't want to do that. Yeah, and you don't want to be sick because being sick – don't want to be sick. That, that sucks. Now, granted, I get to work from home, but I haven't had the flu in years, and I'd like to keep that record and don't want to supplement, you know, sub- supplant the flu with anything worse. Um, but more importantly, I'm worried about the panic that can ensue. Now, like if you've ever gone Christmas shopping on Black Friday – Yeah. You can see what happens, you know, or driven in, I don't know, Boston – 
uh, road rage, right? You can see how quickly people can just flip and fly off the handle over little things. Now let's introduce a pandemic. We have all sorts of fears. We have conspiracy theories, all kinds of crap going on. Uh, that's, in my opinion, just what it takes to put someone right over the edge. Yep. So again, not advocating anything, but it did remind me, hey, I don't remember when my license to carry here in Massachusetts, because we need one of those here, uh, expires. <laughs> so I took a look and, oh, it expired on my birthday last month. Yeah. So I said, well, crud, I should probably renew that. Um, so I called the police department and the detective kind of chuckled and said, yep, normally it's like a five minute process. I can get you in and out of here, no problem. But just yesterday, the chief of police and the mayor issued a statement saying that all of our offices are closed to the public for at least the next two weeks. So, so it's two weeks plus five minutes. He, well, he said he said he was going to call me on April first, and I said I hope you're not going to be joking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I'm bummed. Uh, but I'm bummed. <laughs> uh, and he chuckled. The guy, the guy seemed like a decent guy. He's like, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, so all of a sudden, my license to carry is you know invalid. It's you know well, it happened last month. But uh, here I am. Uh, well, the good thing is I can hunker down in my house if I have to, uh, because I don't need a license to have my firearms in my home. So that's cool. Do you guys have the lifetime carry? Are you able to buy a lifetime license? Not that I'm aware of. The least Check on. that I'm aware of in Massachusetts is the one that I have, which is quote unquote, no restrictions that needs to be renewed every four or five years. Check on that. Ours was four or five years. And then this time it came, or when it came up on my birthday last year, had the option of buying the lifetime and it was like $140, but I was like, for my lifetime, I'm done. And so, well, until the rules change, obviously, but yeah. I can't see that even, I, I can't even conceive of that being an option here. <laughs> I, I'll check, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Yeah. I have to get uh, a new uh, version of my license as I age up every decade. Yep. Every new decade, I've got to get a new license, but it's still, it's still valid. Yeah, what, what started me actually looking at my license was um, I was wondering, I was just thinking, I was like, I noticed on it that my physical address shown on the card was still my old Somerville address, which was two addresses ago. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, do I need to update that or do? And so, you know, then I noticed, I looked at the date and I was like, oh, I do need to update that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so anyway, well, we're, we're talking, yeah, go ahead. Well, in, our, in Tennessee, you can open carry without a license. Can you open carry? I don't remember here in Massachusetts. I don't think that is an option. I think it's, you have to either have a license to carry, which includes concealed, or you don't carry. We, mm -hmm. we've, got, we've got open carry, but uh, not, you need the license for concealed carry. Yeah, New yeah. Hampshire used to be licensed for concealed, and I think they did away with that a year or two ago. I don't remember, uh, but open carry was fine. And then Vermont was, up until uh, last year, uh, you could pretty much do anything as long as you had a pulse. <laughs> so, 
Um, but anyway, back to um, COVID-19. So um, one of the things I noticed last night was, you know, there were some things that were missing on the shelves. And I said, you know what? Probably wouldn't be bad to have some extra hand sanitizer in the car. Of course, nobody has any. Mm-hmm. Um, I also forgot that I wanted to buy some bananas and I was running a little low on peanut butter. Although I have voluntarily halted production of my world famous peanut butter cups. That uh, <laughs> I don't have a commercial kitchen. I don't want to risk spreading the disease if I had it. So I you know, told all my friends at the yoga studio and others like, hey, I'm not making my peanut butter cups right now. Yeah. That said, my supplies had gotten kind of low of peanut mm-hmm. butter. Plus peanut butter stays, you know, stores pretty well for a long time. Yeah. I decided, you know, this morning, my girlfriend messaged me and said she didn't want to deal with the lines. So she was putting in an order at Whole Foods. And I was well, I live like less than a mile away from Wegmans where I do most of my grocery shopping. I said to myself, why don't I just check it out? Let me just see, you know, what, what they've got. So I went through and placed my first online grocery order effort. (laughs) I do delivery all the time. I've never done groceries. Mm Mm-hmm. So I put that in and um, immediately, you know, I, I noticed the like hand sanitizer, bleach, Lysol, all these things. Sure. How many you want? And I was like, <laughs> of all of these things, I put them in, I added some eggs because they didn't have any eggs yesterday. So I was hoping that maybe they would have eggs today. And it's like, sure, add eggs to your cart. I added a few things, um, put the thing in, set the order in. And uh, then I get a text from my Instacart shopper who's, you know, named Julio. And he messaged me and says, hey, if you need anything, let me know. And I realized I had not ordered bananas. I said, yes, if you could actually add a bunch of bananas, that'd be great. He says, okay. Uh, About an hour or so later, he showed up. And uh, he did substitute the peanut butter that I had asked for with another one because I wanted a big jar. He couldn't find that, so he got three little jars. Uh Good job, fine. Um, Did add the bananas I asked for. Um, no sign of the egg whites that I asked for. And I need to double check because the receipt says that he should, he did give me a dozen eggs, but I don't remember putting those in the refrigerator this morning. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did not get my dozen eggs, but he did find a gallon of bleach. And, uh, like, uh, he said, he, uh, he came as he came to the door, he says, you are a lucky guy. You are a lucky guy. And I'm looking at like, I'm pretty good looking. I am. Yes. Myself. He said he got the last toilet paper in the store. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, you know, like I was just okay, fine, whatever. So he got that and, and bleach. I got some grapefruit juice because that, for whatever reason, grapefruit juice seems to keep forever. Maybe huh. is it is it just because it like acid. Yeah, but like orange juice doesn't. Orange juice doesn't, but yes. grapefruit juice got less yeah, sugar. Well, it's, it's, it's bitter. It's bitter to begin with. So I, gonna gonna tell, I can tell if it gets better. I was just going to say, it always tastes so bad, you can't tell. It's like drinking vinegar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I got some grapefruit juice. You let um, it go long enough, it'll ferment. <laughs> I haven't made kombucha in a long time, so, you know. <laughs> So uh, anyway, so 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 yeah, I got my uh, my first uh, experience with Instacart. It was not too bad. I'd probably do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, anyway, so, so I'm 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 going to bring up the thing that's been on the internet. It says nothing to do with COVID nineteen, uh, but uh, is uh, what type of uh, what type of tip did you feel comfortable that you were getting going to give him? 
I tipped him around $7 and change. And that was, the default was like $3 for some sub. I don't remember what percentages those were. Yeah. But here's the trick. This was based on their estimated amount of what I put in the cart. Which okay. changed dramatically. And the thing is, it was like, I had put in like 70 some odd dollars of stuff in my cart. And then you add on the delivery fee and the service fee and then the tip. And then suddenly I'm up to like 80, 90 some odd dollars. Mm -hmm. And then my Amex card was authorized for $115. Yeah. But then, you know, so they give a little leeway so that if they have to plus or minus stuff, which, which happens. Yeah. So essentially I just kind of like guessed at the tip and you know, I thought, I don't know how much he's making. Um, you sort yeah. of hit on a sore subject for me because I think tipping is ludicrous yeah. and just something yeah. that needs to be abolished and that'll probably never happen. So, well, since, since you're, since you're not on Facebook anymore, at least that I'm aware of, uh, that that's been a really, really big thing in one of the local Facebook groups here mm -hmm. is, uh, people feeling they, uh, that people should be tipping them more, uh, because, of the fact that they're putting so much time into it. Uh, so I just, I just was curious what your, uh, you know, yeah. whether I, cause I've never used Instacart. I was curious uh, whether they automatically added a tip or whether you had choices in it or what the deal was. They did, the default was like three something. And I, I decided just to double it and just give it a little more. Yeah. Maybe he'll do a better job. And I thought he did a pretty good job depending on whether or not I actually did get those eggs. <laughs> I don't think I did, which coincidentally was about the difference. It was like three something for the dozen eggs that I wanted. Hmm. And so that's about the size of the tip. So anyway, <laughs> so yesterday I sent out an email to all of my students uh, and I teach uh, yoga in like, you know, a few different locations, but uh, mostly this is one at, um, at the Krav Maga, the self-defense studio where I teach and also my privates. And I asked them, uh, you know, for a few things. I said, well, number one, stay home if you're sick. If you're showing any symptoms, just stay home. Don't risk spreading the disease. You know, just stay. Um, wash your hands prior to starting class or touching any of the props, right? And I had to tell people how to wash their hands, right? Because, again, I've seen plenty of people turn on the water, splash, done, walk away, right? That is not yeah. washing your hands. So washing your hands means using warmer hot water with soap for 20 seconds at least. You can count to 20 if you're listening to this podcast. I hope you can. I don't have to tell you how to count to, you know, sing happy birthday. As long as and you then, have all your fingers and toes, you can get there. Bada boom. And then drying things properly. And that's the big step is like just washing them doesn't do it. You know, drying is what kills everything, right? So drying them thoroughly, but remembering that like, if you walk in, say you walk into the bathroom, the restroom, you touch the door handle, you're infected. Okay. So like, this is like in security, we say assume breach. We assume that the bad guys are already in your environment. Here, we're assuming that you're already infected. So as soon as you touch the door handle, you've got something, may not be COVID-19, but you got something. <laughs> and you go and do your business at the bathroom, you touch the flush handle or the door handle on the stall or whatnot. <laughs> Then or somethings. Walk over to the sink and you touch the faucet. You know, all of these things that you're touching are infected. I don't even say you have to assume they're infected. They are infected. 
with something, right? So, you know, what you got to do is consider this. Now, when you first start turning on the water and stuff, it's fine if you're infected because you're now putting soap and you're washing and cleaning. But as soon as you dry your hands off, like, first off, if you reach to pull paper towel out and it's wet from the previous person, you're reinfected. If you touch the faucet when you go to turn it off, you are reinfected. Right. So to do this properly, you have to like use a towel and not touch the faucet directly to, to turn it off. I thought you and, were trying to prevent panic. And then when you go to walk out the door, if you have to touch the door, I mean, it's the worst I think is the ones where you have to pull the handle open. Ugh. So, you know, think about that. <laughs> Take a paper towel with you. The things I think are the worst, though, is the ones where they have only air dryers and a door handle that you have to touch yeah but there's a costco it's not a costco i can't remember the name of it but in mexico there it's it's like it's a mexican version of costco they've got this foot yeah they they have they they have those at uh some of the grocery stores yeah and i mean it's like a metal thing and it's got like teeth so that you can grab it with your foot and pull it back those are pretty slick yeah, I saw one of those up in a place in Vermont, actually. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to retrofit, you know, those things. The better would be to reverse the hinges on the door so it opens outwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, but the next thing, so I told people, like, how to wash your hands properly. Um, you know, avoid touching your eyes and avoid any extra contact with things. Avoid contact with other people, right? And I said, it's okay. We are not going to be offended if you don't shake hands. Um, and then in private lessons and with my own, you know, uh, at the studio, the, the martial arts school where I teach, leave the props out so that I can disinfect them when we're done. And so in preparation for my weekend class coming up, uh, I've got my can of Lysol here. <laughs> so I'm rip out. You can see I've got the big, two giant big duffel bags of props out there and I'm going to be pulling them all out, spraying everything down, letting them sit, <laughs> out, packing them back away again. But just as I got that, I I don't remember if I mentioned this. Um, Oh, and then the last bit too is I also offer my uh, students now online classes. So we can do a yin or a restorative yoga class over FaceTime or Google Hangouts or Skype. I need to know when those happen. Well, they're scheduled on a one-on-one basis. So you tell me and we will. (laughs) We can be doing one right now instead of this podcast. (laughs) So um, we, could, we could get Tim involved and, and have a, a Zoom session. We absolutely could. And in all <laughs> seriousness, right? So, um, but then I was talking with the owner of the, um, the studio where I teach uh, here in Medford, and uh, they just decided today that they're closing for two weeks as well. Yeah. So, I'm um, kind of surprised uh, at I mean, that I mean, because there's a lot less contact in yoga. There is less contact in yoga, but you're still walking into a room. Um, you are using props, which are shared. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, and, and, you know, and some people are saying, oh, but I really need yoga more than ever now. And like, I, I understand. Um, but, you know, like yoga, not so much. The jujitsu and the Krav Maga, school, you know, they were asking me, oh, hey, yeah. when, when are you coming back? I'm like, going to be a little while. <laughs> well, my, my 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 question my question is this whole thing and i'm i i understand i'm gonna get beyond the yoga part is why are they 
communicating or why, why are they communicating that they're only going to be doing this for two weeks? Well, the hope is that the quarantine um, measures will take effect within and catch up. The spread will, will slow down. Me, I'm... It, it's going to be at least a month, maybe two. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, not so, I'm not so optimistic that we're going to see anything. You know, you know, what they're trying know, to I, do... I, I, I skipped my yoga class this morning. <laughs> well, so, so Tim, what, what they're trying to do right now is... Yoga class. <laughs> I'm sorry. When was the last time before then that you skipped the class? Uh, yeah, I go daily. <laughs> really? What what style? <laughs> I I I all I know is that it's really hot in the room. So yeah. I'm considering I'm considering it hot yoga. Hot yoga. <laughs> yeah. Time my shoey. It's time my shoey. No, but so Tim, no, no, and, and and I keep and, I, and and when they keep saying I must stay, I'm not quite understanding why they're telling me I must stay when I'm leaving for the at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took Peter a while to catch that one. So so Tim, back yeah. to the, the the two weeks. So what what the problem is is the countries outside of the United States that have lesser medical systems than we do. Uh, they can't handle the volume. So the, what it'll do is it'll decrease the volume of cases right now that get spread. Cause it's going to, I mean, the flu is going to spread the flu. I mean, all it's going, but it slows it down and it to allow them to catch up mm-hmm. and, you know, and it'll do the same thing here in the States. It'll, you know, people will get it, but it'll be able to be managed because like I said, healthy people like us it's it's not a it's not going to be fatal it's going to be uh the old and and people who have conditions uh you know special mm-hmm. conditions a compromised immune system or compromised cardio or um uh, bronchial systems you know they're at risk but really yeah. you could get the flu get this and be miserable but as long as you took care of yourself and didn't let it get out of control, you'd, you'd recover just fine. Yeah. The big thing is, you know, to be aware of is preventing the spread. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing that I wanted to make sure we touch on too is like, there's a lot of people making stuff up. Um, you know, like there's a lot of urban legends going around like, Oh, all you need to do is drink bleach that will cure you from coronavirus <laughs> or black people are immune to coronavirus. Uh, yeah. And also, Oh yes, the government made coronavirus. Oh, of course. Well, they did. I mean, well, they did. And they, they also made Lyme disease. They made Ebola. They made rabies. They made measles. They made mumps. They made polio. They made rubella. They, you know, all of those things. They're all, they're all made. <laughs> been doing this for millions of years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, the other thing is like everyone's you know saying working remotely, which was kind of funny because last week um, my girlfriend's boss went on a rage and like removed uh, work from home privileges for like a bunch of different people. Oh, then he gave them back. <laughs> and then this week, <laughs> days ago, an email comes out. We're going to try something new. Uh, everyone's going to work from home and we're going to see how it is. This <laughs> is like humble pie. I don't know what that is that you're eating, but it, uh, you know, it seems like a foot. Yeah. 
Well, and, you know, in our industry, we're able to work from home, uh, you know, almost 100% capacity of the same things that we could do at the office. But one of my guys, he got, he got a pneumonia shot on Sunday. He actually got the flu shot, but he got a preventative pneumonia shot. Well, of course, he had a fever and was down on Monday. He couldn't even work. Right. He had, a, he had a fever yeah. on Monday until all like 101 until the afternoon. Wow. Tuesday, he shows up in the office. Said, oh. What are you doing in my office? Well, I don't have yeah. the fever anymore. You have to be fever free 24 hours from the time that the fever stopped. I would actually prefer 48. I'd rather you feel better. And then that day, the, the next day you work from home just to make sure that you are not contagious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but he's like, you really, you're seriously want me to go? I said, go home. Yes, I'm serious. Yeah, I seriously want you to home. Go <laughs> home. Get out. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, he was, he was, it was from the shot, the preventative shot. But we don't know that 100% sure. I mean, he could, he, it could have been both. I mean, he could have uh-huh. had, it could have been the pneumonia side effects uh, or he could actually be sick. <laughs> like, we can't take that chance. Go on. Well, and actually my office, everybody in my office has had the flu. Um, in some, you know, he was sick. I was sick. My wife was sick. Don't you, know, you get flu shots? No, I don't. Um, but my girls do. Um, so, so you, 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 you don't get the flu shots because you just get the flu every year. This is the first time I've had the flu in 20 years. Wow. That's impressive. It is. Yeah. It is. I've, I've, I've just found, I mean, I started getting it cause I was diagnosed with diabetes. So I went ahead and, uh, you know, I've, I, every time I walk into the doctor's office, they chase me around with a needle, but, <laughs> uh, it, you know, it, but the, but, Come here. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, you see me. You see, corner see, him. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it, the whole idea is the fact that um, uh, I've just uh, I've kind of turned my I've turned completely around on the flu shot. I used to not get a flu shot at all. You, you know, st- I never got the flu that type of thing. Then I started looking at it, and uh, it, it's just since I since I do go on tech support calls still, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going into doctors' offices. And they've got sick people going into doctors' offices. You, you, I said I'm being to, I'm being foolish you, to not do it. We refer to those as uh, breeding grounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, I'll it, probably get it next year. Uh, I mean, I'll, as far I'll probably get the uh, um, the flu shot rather than. I mean, because like, the flu next year. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, because I don't. It, it, I don't want to be down like that again uh, because it took me. I mean, I I was. You know, really, the worst of it lasted 24 hours, maybe 30 hours. That for was me, the worst the, of it. For me, the worst of it is a fever for such a long time because I can't work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can, I, I don't care, you know, yeah, 24 hours I'm in bed, whatever, 36 hours you're, you pretty much feel like you're dead uh, or dying. And, mm-hmm. but then the rest of the time you still have a fever. You're sitting there saying, I feel okay. I could go into work, but then you have a fever. Then you have to wait 24 hours. Yep. Yeah, and this is why I like doing, you know, like 99% of my work from home. So, yeah. yeah. 
It's, um, I it just, you know, don't go in. And the, the thing is, I know some people don't have that luxury. And then some people are, you know, they're paid by the hour and they have to show up to do it. But if you go and you're sick and you just make other people sick, and as a result, you close down the entire business where you work, what's worse, losing a day or two of income or losing your job because the whole company had to shut down? You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you gotta think just a little bit further than five feet in front of you. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so, so Sigwin, um, Sigwin, what the heck? Segway. Segway <laughs> into. Let's Sigwin into a Linux bash prompt on my computer. <laughs> Segway into stockpiling. Thank you. Stockpiling. Uh, so I was curious because I went to Home Depot yesterday to buy a can of paint. And the woman there told me that, um, I mean, the woman who worked There's there. There's a run on paint? No, but somebody bought all the toilet paper. They bought $1,000 worth of toilet paper. And they bought all of the hand sanitizer that they had. And then they bought something else. So this woman bought like $3,000 worth of stuff at Home Depot. And the woman mm -hmm. asked her, she's like, you're not going to use all that. And she's like, no, I'm going to stockpile it and mark it up and sell it high. Like, and she said, well, that's illegal. Well, and, and I didn't, I mean, what I wasn't sure of was, is it actually illegal? I mean, is it, is it legally ill, you know, breaking they're, they're, the law? They're, they're, they're actually, they're actually, my understanding is there is, at least on North Carolina books, there is a law. So the answer to the, so I went out and illegal. I like that. Yeah. Is it, is it really illegal or is it, you know, an urban myth, you know, unethical, just, is it yeah, just unethical it, or it is unethical. Totally unethical. Yeah. Well, it's no, unethical. no, no, no. What I'm saying, I'm saying is that it, we know it's unethical, but is it illegal too? Yeah. Right. And it, it turns out stockpiling food when there is no current or for, forecasted emergency is not illegal. When there's plenty of food to go around, you're free to stockpile it. During a mm -hmm. time of crisis, scarcity, or government emergency de declaration, food may be in short supply. Hoarding during this time may be deemed illegal. Right. Well, I wasn't talking about the stockpiling. I was talking about the selling it at an elevated price. Well, that's, yeah, I mean. Price gouging. Yeah, yeah. that's price gouging, price gouging. is illegal. Yeah. Price, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it's illegal. And, and have you ever ever seen anyone get punished for it uh well other, other than other than amazon knocking you off no <laughs> right I'm, I'm talking about like government penalties and stuff because that's illegal you know mm -hmm. you can't, can't do that and blah 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 and like you know i remember after hurricane uh uh what the heck uh yeah the one that took out new orleans <laughs> katrina. katrina katrina thank you yeah. you mm -hmm. know gasoline prices were going up through the roof right but oh no no one made any extra money on that <clears throat> so yeah nobody so <laughs> did you know i mean you understand i mean we all know what martial law is and we've heard it i mean when you say martial law and you know the 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 military can take over and put but during martial law they can actually take our food if you if you have if you're somebody who has stockpiled it is not illegal for the military and the government to come and take your food. Yes. We like to think that we live in a free society. <laughs> You'd like to think that. <laughs> well, you do, you do live in a free society. They're, they're free to come in and take your food. They're uh -huh. free, they're free and, to do that. Exactly. And I thought that maybe these were old 
orders, old executive orders. I mean, but they, so they started, Kennedy actually started it in 1962. It was updated by Ronald Reagan. So it's not, it's not partisan. Kennedy's Democrat, Ronald Reagan's Republican, Bill Clinton in 94, Democrat. And, and it was actually re-upped and re in 2012 by Barack Obama. So this thing, I mean, it's not, it's not like all oh, of this is an old law that has kind of gone by the wayside. Nope. Yeah, this is not, not like providing aid and comfort to the enemy during the colonial war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 I'll, but I'll tell you that you know if if Trump touches it, you know what's going to happen. Well, people will fly off the handle, and number one, the Democrats and all Trump uh, opposition will scream bloody murder, and number two, he will use that to cement himself as dictator for life. Well, and you know, it, it also says here in these executive orders that the president can call martial law even if there is no actual emergency. Emergency. Yeah, it it it's it's a it it's kind of like uh, the president can give a pardon. It doesn't matter what they're pardoning for. It, it's it's the privilege. It's at the will of the president. Yeah, frankly, yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen one sooner from the current administration. <laughs> uh, all, all, all I all, all I can say is haters are going to hate Peter. Well, you know, the good news is this podcast will be released, but then it'll promptly crash. It, it'll never get listened to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you want to put a link to uh, this martial law document in the uh, show notes? I think that'd be useful. Yes, I shall. Might actually, before, before the podcast crashes, people might want to check that out. Yeah. Or, 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 <laughs> or that martial law is declared and the podcast removed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to go underground. We'll have to go to the dark web. Post a copy to the dark web along with yes. uh, Peter's social security number and driver's license and birthday. The onion, onion router, exactly. Just throw it <laughs> so, so see, in all seriousness, though, go to cdc.gov. Get your information from there. If you yeah. don't get it from there... Uh, then I'm not going to believe it. Let's just put it that way. So, um, yeah, but, but definitely check that out. Uh, you know, it's reasonable to stock up on stuff after we weather this storm, maybe keep a little extra food on hand afterwards, you know, for the next crisis. We're yeah. used to this, like in the, not this year, but last year we were having you know, all these snowpocalypse warnings and almost all of a sudden, OMG panic. Everyone's running to the store like crazy. Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. And for whatever reason, there's always a shortage on bread and milk. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why bread and milk? I don't, I don't get that. You know, you know I did, did look up Mel Zoop. Mel Zoop? Mel Zoop? It, it, uh, my mom used to talk about it. She grew up on a farm, and there was some type of soup that was bread and milk. <laughs> <laughs> and I always joke with people that they're making Mel Zoop. She always used to call yeah, it I Mel Zoop. Like milk toast or something, you know. <laughs> French 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 bread. That's why the eggs were gone too. But, but, so anyway, we, we joke about stuff like that because, you know, in the United States we have not had a coup. Um, the closest thing, you know, we had uh, President Roosevelt um uh, declaring a third term, you know, during World War II. Uh, but other than that, this sort of thing is unprecedented. 
uh, unprecedented. Although in the state of Louisiana, which had its own, you know, autocrat in the previous century on the other side, Huey Long, uh, they apparently just today announced that they are suspending elections. They're postponing them until June. Yeah. So, you know, conspiracy theorists or fear, whatever you can say, you know, like, oh, no, no, you know, this is all, you know, power consolidation and stuff. But there's a lot of pieces that are getting lined up that it really could turn ugly real soon. Mm-hmm. So, and we need people to keep their head. Stay, stay level headed. Stay level headed. Let it yeah, level headed. <laughs> uh-huh. And think. I mean, come on. Just think. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, think there's, there's likelihood and then there's possibility. And, uh, you know, some people seem like crazy, like, oh, they're not going to actually close schools. Then they close schools. Yeah. Oh, they're not actually going to quarantine any. Well, then, you know, Italy, like the whole country's quarantined. Yeah. And, oh, now we've suspended all travel from Europe. And then there's a one square mile radius, last I checked, in New York that's been quarantined. Mm. And rumors are flying about more quarantine being expanded and stuff. It can happen. Yeah. It can happen, and the people who would make this happen have a lot bigger guns than you and I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I, I've got a nice rifle. I don't want to fight against military rifles. A tank? <laughs> a tank, yeah. 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 <laughs> my Glock is not going to do much on a tank, whether I have my license to carry didn't, it or didn't, not. Didn't you, didn't you learn anything from Tiananmen Square? You can just stand in front of it. Stand there in front of it with a white flag. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't think that student survived. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, I mean, the whole idea is the fact that, it, it, you know, it's just common sense. And mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people are missing right now. Mm-hmm. Common sense. So I just got this message now. <laughs> Apparently it was 15 minutes ago. I got an IM. The apocalypse has begun. Free cycle has shut down and yoga studios are closing. I guess I should go buy groceries after all. Oh. A late. <laughs> Just a little late for that. What? Buying groceries? I, yeah. I should go buy groceries after all. Yeah. No, I guess I should have bought groceries after all, I think is what was what, what we're trying to say there. Yeah. Stores well, aren't closing. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't have anything to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> of what? I mean, I went into the store. Everything was pretty much there. Yeah, I went right. I mean, as long as long as you stay out of the toilet paper aisle, you're fine. Toilet paper, hand sanitizer. So, so did you not hear my story about how there were no eggs this morning? <laughs> I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody eats what Tim eats, so there's a whole bunch of that. <laughs> You know, you know, as long as you got dried beans, some rice, you know, I'm I'm good. <laughs> Dehydrated oils. And no, I don't. I don't eat oil. I'm vegan with no extracted oil. So dehydra- I don't care. He dehydrated water. And there you go. <laughs> oh, brother! So on that really happy note, <laughs> um, I did have a nifty for this week. Okay. I yeah. thought I was a nifty. Well, you, you are, nifty, but you're not my nifty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so building on my nifty from uh, last episode, Airtable, um, I figured that, uh, and this, again, this is this keys into COVID-19, it keys into preparation, disaster preparation, but it's also a normal good thing to do. 
is have an inventory of household, household food and supplies. Mm -hmm. And here's why. I don't remember now how many times I have noticed that upstairs, uh, oh, I'm running low on toilet paper, I need to go buy more. Or downstairs in my uh, dining room, I'm almost out of napkins. Or my cleaners would come and leave a note saying you're out of paper towels or dish soap. And all of these I have ordered, you know, gotten a box from Amazon and then gone downstairs to put it away in the basement and found another box there. <laughs> so I decided that, you know, it's a really cool thing is make a spreadsheet or a little database. In this case, I did Airtable and I just made uh, an inventory of food, you know, non-perishable items and uh, like paper towels, Kleenex, dish soap, bleach, hand soap, anything that I might not keep everything of in my kitchen so that, because it, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Cough mm -hmm. syrup. I had cough syrup from the last time last year when I had a cold and I bought some more a couple weeks ago. And then when I took my dose and I went to put it away, I found the bottle that I had sitting there previous. Oops. Yep. So, um, in Verizon, I didn't have to cough drops. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Adding those to the uh, inventory right now. So, so yeah, um, you know, have a little inventory. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can write it down on a piece of paper if you want to, but then update it. So if it's going to be a piece of paper, don't keep it necessarily down with the stuff that's out of sight, out of mind. Keep it in the kitchen like maybe where you put your shopping list. So before you go and buy another five pound bag of coffee, you realize you already have one. <laughs> and then last tip is if you are going to supply some stuff like that, it's good to rotate your stock periodically. So if you go to the store and buy newish stuff that's dried or canned or whatnot, put that into your storage, take the older stuff out and start eating that. There you go. So. That's my end of the world apocalyptic pr uh, preview and uh, tip of the week. Sage, sagely advice. Sagely. <laughs> there you go. Oh, brother. So I would let Tim take us out, Adam, but I don't think he knows how to. So why don't you? Okay. All right. Well, and, and, and listeners, we do want your feedback. Uh, we would like, if you'd like to discuss further anything that we've talked about today or anything we've spoken about in the past, then you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com where you can send us a message that will get to both of us via email. And we would, we would love to hear from you. And uh, if you want to say something to Tim, you can send it there too. And we'll make sure that Tim gets it. And, uh, you know, and remember in this, uh, whatever we're in right now, you know, just think about the golden rule, treat others like you'd like to be treated. And that will take you uh, a long way. <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, I guess somebody should hit the big red button to contact either us or our guests, visit blurring the lines podcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.